This is The Space Shot, episode 137, for September 28th, 2017. Falcon 1, Flight 4, Hubble, and Encounter at Farpoint. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. Sorry, this episode's getting out a little bit later today. This morning was a little bit busy for me, so I apologize for the delay. I've been trying to get episodes out in the morning, and I have been feeling better about getting those out earlier in the day as opposed to way late at night. So hopefully you guys have been appreciating the earlier episodes as well. On September 28, 2008, SpaceX made history when the fourth flight of their Falcon 1 rocket successfully lifted a payload simulator and a second stage into orbit. The Falcon 1 rocket stood only 70 feet tall and 5.5 feet wide, tiny when it's compared to the Falcon 9 or Falcon 9 Heavy that's due to launch here soon. The Falcon 1 rocket was originally meant to enter the launch market for small satellites that usually fly as secondary payloads on larger rockets. SpaceX decided against using the Falcon 1 for commercial launches and focused instead on producing the larger, more powerful Falcon 9 rocket. If you've ever looked at the SpaceX mission patches, you'll notice a small four-leaf clover. This four-leaf clover is their good luck charm, the four leaves signifying that the fourth flight of the Falcon 1 was the first successful launch. SpaceX was founded in 2002, and in the past 15 years they've made incredible strides in developing, launching, and proving new technologies that are reshaping the launch market. It's crazy to think about how not even a decade ago, SpaceX hadn't even flown a successful mission in space, and now, at the International Astronautical Congress in Adelaide, Australia, Elon Musk is going to be updating the public about the plans for SpaceX's next rocket and rocket engine. Wherever the next decade with SpaceX goes, it's sure to be an exciting one. Also on this day, but back in 1953, famed American astronomer Edwin Hubble passed away. His contributions to astronomy are of utmost importance because they redefined how we view our place in the universe. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a picture of another galaxy? Over the years, you've probably seen pictures of things like the Andromeda Galaxy, the Sombrero Galaxy, the Whirlpool Galaxy, and others even if you don't know their names. On a dark night here on Earth, you've probably seen our galaxy, the Milky Way. Before Edwin Hubble, it wasn't known that there were other galaxies in our universe. It was thought that our galaxy was it, that the universe and the Milky Way galaxy were essentially one and the same. Hubble made discoveries that completely disproved that notion. He found that our galaxy is one among countless others, What he showed is that the, quote, nebulas that had been observed in our galaxy were actually separate galaxies that were much farther away than previously thought. Hubble used what was then the most powerful telescope in the world, the 100-inch Hooker Telescope at the Mount Wilson Observatory in California, to redefine the understanding of the universe during the early part of the 20th century. At the end of the 20th century, and even now at the beginning of the 21st, the space telescope that bears his name, the Hubble Space Telescope, has allowed scientists and the public to see incredible images of distant galaxies and other out-of-this-world sites, further expanding our knowledge of our place in the cosmos.
space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. On September 28, 1987, 30 years ago today, Star Trek returned to TV after an 18-year hiatus. The Star Trek The Next Generation premiere episode, titled Encounter at Farpoint, takes the crew of the USS Enterprise D on its maiden voyage during which they encounter an entity known as Q. Q is one of my favorite characters in all of Star Trek. He, or rather it, is part of the Q Continuum, a race of omnipotent beings that typically wreak havoc with the Enterprise and other Starfleet crews. Encounter at Farpoint was a two-part episode that I re-watched a few days ago, and it's not my favorite series opener. Thankfully, The Next Generation went on to become a fantastic series. It's the Star Trek series that I grew up with, and some of my favorite memories are when I would stay up late watching reruns of episodes as a kid on an old black-and-white TV that I had in my room. One of the reasons I'm so interested in space is because of Star Trek, so if any of the listeners out there were involved in making Star Trek, thank you. I'm going to start posting a weekly wrap-up post on Facebook every Sunday, and this weekend I'll be featuring Hubble and the Hubble Space Telescope, so make sure to follow the space shot on Facebook so you don't miss any of these posts. Check out the show notes for more information on today's episode, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. If you want to connect with me on Facebook, just search The Space Shot on Facebook and you'll find me, or check out the show notes for a direct link to the Facebook page for the show. Let me know what you think of the show by leaving a rating in iTunes. It takes just a minute, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. I'd also appreciate if you could share the space shot with your friends and family and anyone else that enjoys podcasts. Tomorrow, Discovery returns to flight and a SpaceX launch. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Let's see what's out there. Engage.